Hello and welcome to Hands-On Techie Talks, where we talk about all things creation and innovation for kids like you. We are two girls who are current students and future engineers who love using technology to solve the problems that we see around us. My name is Danielle Boyer, and I'm a young Indigenous educator, author, and robot maker. This podcast is sponsored by the STEAM Connection, where we make accessible, affordable, and diverse science, technology, engineering, art, and math educational resources for kids and build up future STEAM superheroes. You can learn more and start making your own robots now at www.steamconnection.org. Today, it is just me, and I'm going to be talking about my journey as an environmental innovator and what that means and why I think it's so important. We talk a lot about environmental innovation on this podcast and about our roles as environmental innovators and everything from making conscious choices about what we wear to what we eat, as well as solving problems in technology and science and everything like that. And I wanted to tell more of my journey on the role of environmental innovation in my life and how it's something that I didn't always align myself with. It's not always something that I thought of myself as. I think it can be really hard because a lot of young people, I'm sure you even as our listener has heard this before, where you don't always feel like you belong in STEAM and where people tell you that you can't do certain things because you're young or because you're a girl and that can be really damaging. So when I was younger and I was getting started in the STEAM sector, I knew I was always interested, but I didn't ever feel like I was playing an active role in it. One of my first memories of me (laughs) engaging in STEAM was when I wanted to play a prank on my family. So I took out all of the screws out of furniture and it would still stick together. I'd wait for my family to walk up to it step on it and then watch it collapse. And I was like, ah, ha, ha, what a prank, you know? Don't do this at home, by the way. And my parents were like, oh my gosh, we have to get her some Legos or some toys or something, right? And so we ended up getting the toys and I was able to learn and have more of an active STEAM role. But I still never felt like I belonged or that I was a future engineer or environmental activist or anything like that. I always knew that caring for our environment was important. Like we'd always recycle. We always would buy from a thrift store for our clothes. Um, I knew that was important. Like I'd seen my grandma growing things. I, I knew it mattered, but I didn't know that I could play an active role in it, especially a role in helping get others involved. Um, when I got, when I was about 10 years old, I've told this story before, but I taught my very first class and it was an animal science class and I taught kindergarten students and I was totally ill-prepared for it, meaning I wasn't ready. And that was perfectly okay. I remember I would have so much fun in teaching my students about everything from like penguins to lions to hippos. And it was, it was really cool because not only did my students get to learn, but I got to learn alongside them too. And I still, even then, didn't really see myself as a STEAM innovator or a STEAM change maker. I was like, I don't really know if I'm meant to be doing this or, you know, I want to help others but in the only way I know how to, but I don't know if I really belong here. And... I always knew I was really interested in like sharing my love of community outreach and things with others. At our homeschool group, we actually had like class presidents uh, by the time I was in, I think, sixth or seventh grade. I don't remember. And I remember I was like running for president, class president. Oh, I think I was in eighth grade. I was running for class president and I was like, I'm definitely not going to win. Not at all, right? 
And I gave a speech and my grandparents were there and I ended up winning the popular vote and I became class president. And I realized that I could use my voice and I could use my interests and passions and do more with it, but I didn't know what to do. As time went on, a lot of my mental health was actually consuming me. I struggle with things like uh, CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder, basically a reaction to different really hard events and uh, depression, different things like that. And I didn't really know what to do with that information. I was like, this is really hard. I don't know what to do about it. But I kept pushing through and ultimately I was like, I need to stop being homeschooled, which means like taught by your parents. That's where I was teaching my first classes, right? At a homeschool group. And I was like, I have, I have to leave. And it was really sad because I had to leave behind my friends. And I knew I had to keep moving through that environment and keep on plugging onward. And it was honestly really sad because I felt such connection to my friends and to my community there. And I was like, it's time for me to go to public school and to keep learning and to keep um, focusing on my mental health. And at that point, I wasn't really doing any initiatives. I wasn't teaching any classes. I just could barely get out of bed in a day. You know, it was that difficult for me which can happen when you have mental health challenges, right? And so I was continuing and fighting through this and I got to public school and I was like, things, I'm ready for things to get better, but they didn't. I got bullied a lot and I just, I didn't know how to act around public schoolers. I mean, I wasn't, I kind of dressed weird. I was kind of shy. I was really nerdy too. Like I like to read a lot and a lot of my peers didn't. I remember even on the assignments where my peers would, you know, those book assignments where the teacher like has you do a book log and you have to read a certain amount of books. All of my classmates would lie about how many books they read and how many pages and I didn't lie about it. I didn't even know that was an option. <laughs> it's not really an option. You should be honest about your assignments. But, but honestly, I didn't really belong in that public school space. I didn't fit in very well. And that was really hard to contend with, especially when I joined track and field and I broke my legs. And I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. Around this time, I broke both my legs too. It was impressive. I looked like a, a stormtrooper. I had like white casts on. It was insane. And then later I joined a robotics team. I was like, okay, things are going to get better. I'm going to be where I get to use my special skills and my interests and I can help people. And even then, I was kind of more moving into the role of being like a steam change maker, but I didn't see myself as an environmental activist or anything like that. I was just like, I'm going to do some stuff. I'm going to join a team and that'll be fun. I get to meet people. Like my best friend at the time was like, you should join. I was like, okay, I'll join. So I joined and off the bat, people were pretty mean to me. And they would make a lot of inappropriate like jokes and comments and I just felt really unwelcome especially for being a girl in STEAM, for being homeschooled, all of that, right? I was like, oh my gosh, I don't really belong here. And it actually got really serious. So I kept on plugging onward and teaching classes and helping my community. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this, you know? Like, I love what I'm learning and I love um, the kids that I'm helping, but I really don't like my team. They're not very nice to me. And... I think we're told a lot that we shouldn't quit, and I think that's a really important thing to kind of remember, but it's okay to leave spaces where we feel unsafe and we don't feel welcome. It's okay to quit a sports team if you don't feel like it's suitable for you. It's okay to quit a club if you don't like it. 
it's okay to not be in a space where you don't feel safe if you can so help it. You can't always help it, but when you can, do make the right choice, right? And so I was like, I'm gonna move on to another team and we'll see what can happen. So I moved to another robotics team because I was just so interested in robotics and coding and all that, you know? And <laughs> it was interesting because I remember um, it, it was a lot of fun because I was like, oh my gosh, it's a new team. Everyone's gonna, you know, wanna work with me. It'll be fun. And they didn't. I was the only girl, I like, uh, there were some younger girls, but I was like the oldest girl. It was really hard because I didn't really connect to anyone and I felt super unwelcome. And that was really hard because I felt like I hit another wall and that I couldn't use my skills. I couldn't use my interests to help those around me. So I kept plugging onward, putting on initiatives and I, I faced people like stealing my ideas and it was like, oh my gosh, you know, it was just one more thing at the time. But I kept pushing onward and eventually I started my own organization because I was like, no one should feel the way that I felt. And obviously you can't always avoid it. And sometimes you're in those spaces and people will treat you badly. Like even now when I attend conferences and things, people can still be mean, but I just have to let it, you know, kind of roll off of me. And, you know, having those experiences and knowing that people will always be kind of rough to be around sometimes, it was, it was really hard. But when I started my own organization, I really felt like I could make a difference. And it was when I realized that I could use my impact in more ways than just, you know, teaching classes. I could also use my impact in things like making robots, and I could use my impact to help promote kids to want to pursue uh, solving the problems around us in environmental issues, and work to be environmental innovators and change makers by using my unique skill sets and STEAM. And when I realized that, my whole mentality about the work that I was doing just shifted. And I felt like I finally belonged in the space that I was in. So I hadn't felt like that for a long time. And I think that's a lesson to keep on fighting and pursuing what you love, even when everyone around you uh, gives you difficulty and treats you badly. And that doesn't mean you have to always be in that environment. You can pursue robotics without being on a robotics team. You can pursue science without taking a ton of science classes at school or really rigorous science classes. You don't have to meet the same formula as everyone else to get the results that you want. And I sometimes, when I say these things, people are like, oh my gosh, don't say that, you know? But it's true. If you want to pursue art, you don't have to go to art school. If you want to pursue engineering, start creating things right now. Start taking things apart. Start looking at the stuff around you and thinking about how it's made. You don't have to fit this mold of what everyone expects from you to be able to make that beautiful change that you want to see and to be able to start innovating and start creating. And I think that's a really good message because it reminds us that if we're in those hard circumstances and if we're in those difficult environments, we still have the option to be able to fight for what we love rather than still stay in those hard atmospheres. And I wish I had left my first robotics team sooner and I didn't feel at the time like I could. I thought it was the only option and that if I quit, I wouldn't have anything to put on my college applications and that I would be at a total loss. And that was so far from the truth. If I had left sooner, I think I would have been more confident and I would have been more proud of myself for where I was at and for letting myself learn even when I didn't feel like 
I was allowed to from other people. And that is a huge message about community, finding people that you can learn alongside. And at our podcast, that is a free opportunity to learn and to innovate and to create and to learn alongside us, alongside Vinya and I. But also in your everyday life, um, if, if you can't find that community to learn and to grow at school, then maybe you should look at like TV. Like if you have a Hulu account, you should watch Mythbusters Jr. And you should see really cool people around your age creating awesome things. If you are interested in online events, you should look into the National Society of Black Engineers or you should look at the American Indian Science and Engineering Society and learn to build and grow alongside others. Because it can be really hard to fight onward in difficult circumstances. Because if, especially if you're a minority or you're a girl in STEAM, you have your work cut out for you. It's going to be really hard, but it's worthwhile to take those steps and to fight through that journey so that other people, younger people than you, won't have to have that same experience. My hope is that I've experienced really a lot of difficulty in STEAM. Uh, you will experience a lot of difficulty in STEAM, but hopefully less than me and people younger than you, less than you. And hopefully we can eradicate it all together. That sexism that is so pervasive in STEAM and just is really hard to navigate. But when we are able to innovate with others and we're able to fight through it, we're able to make such cool things. I would not have made this podcast or Every Kid Gives a Robot or My 20 Robot or written all the books that I have if it weren't for fighting through all of those challenges. And those challenges taught me a lot of things. Um, I wouldn't go back and change anything except maybe leaving my team earlier because they taught me a lot of things about patience and about trusting myself and my instincts and about learning to not let other people treat you badly just for doing what you love. You should never let people put you down for doing the things that you are passionate about and that you care about. And in saying all this, I really hope that it's a helpful message so that you know that no matter where you are in your journey or in your STEAM uh, fight, as I call it, you know that you're not alone, that other people have experienced similar things, and that as you continue to experience more things, people relate to you and understand you and that you're not by yourself in this, because I think that can be really scary. And even if you don't feel like a steam change maker or environmental innovator yet, you can feel that way. You can work towards that and you can create things and you can solve problems and you can use your skills to help those around you. And I think that's a beautiful message and that's what I wanted to share with you today, that personal message and, and kind of a little chat. Uh, next week we'll have Vinia back as well as more of our environmental innovation content. And I'm really excited to share these experiences with you all and that you all are tuning into our podcast. It means a lot that you're here and the fact that you're here and you're learning and you're fighting and you're continuing the work that you want to do is just so awesome. So thank you again for joining us here at Hands-On Techie Talks and we'll see you next week.